Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And good afternoon. Welcome to Calvary Live. Jason Vanderveer with you here. Wonderful afternoon. Looking forward to the next hour. Taking your calls and questions about the Bible. 303-690-3000. One number for all to call and join us if you want to join me here on the program with a question again. 303 690 3,000 is the number to call. If you prefer to text, 720-336-0897 is the number, 720-336-0897. Give me a short uh, one-sentence text uh, with your prayer request uh, or your question. That way I can digest it there and answer as many of those uh, on the air as well. But uh, what a great thing it would be if you could just uh, join me on the program, be my guest, 303-690-3000. Welcome to all our listeners up and down the front range, Colorado and Wyoming. Listening on Grace FM, welcome to you and all of our listeners in the South, Kentucky, North Carolina, Tennessee, listening on Truth FM. Appreciate all of you. And of course, in the Northeast on Hope FM, Maryland, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania. Welcome to all of our listeners. Again, one number for all of you to join us, 303-690-3000. I'm Jason Vandeveer, the pastor of Calvary Chapel in Parker, Colorado, joining you here this afternoon on Calvary Live. And like I said, if you have a question about the Bible, maybe it's a prophecy-related question, maybe it's a current event-related question, maybe there's a specific passage of Scripture uh, that uh, that you'd like a little bit of help with. That's what we're here for, and uh, that's what, frankly, what we what we love to do is just sit and talk with you uh, about the Scripture, about the Word of God, about your lives. If you have prayer requests, you can call us here as well. We'll pray for you, and of course, we have uh, quite a few listeners, as I just mentioned, all across the country that'll join us in praying for you. And so, we'd love to have you, uh, love to have you be a part of this program. As I mentioned, I'm Jason Vandiver. I'm the pastor of Calvary Chapel in Parker, Colorado, and you can get more information uh, about our church. Uh, the web address is calvarychapelparker.com, calvarychapelparker.com. You can find out about uh, upcoming services. You can join us as soon as this Sunday. We'll be continuing in uh, the book of Judges, chapters 15 and 16, with the third part of our study on the life of Samson, a study entitled Wasted potential and uh, learning how obviously not to waste the potential that God is and the calling uh, that God has uh, has placed upon our lives. So you won't want to miss that this Sunday. Calvary Chapel Parker, you can come join us uh, for worship and study of the scriptures, children's ministry, nursery, all of that is available for you as well. Uh, or you can join us during the week uh, or in addition uh, during the week, uh, Wednesday evenings uh, would be another good opportunity for you. Uh, we just last night uh, went through the 10th chapter uh, of the book of First Samuel. We've transitioned uh, there from looking at the life of Samuel. First Samuel deals with really three primary characters, the title character Samuel, 
then King Saul, the first king of Israel, then King David. It's a contrast of faith and the flesh. And so now we've just uh, entered in or begun looking at the life of King Saul. We'll continue that next week as well. So you can join us. We've got all sorts of other things going on. Uh, Women's ministry, children's ministry, uh, youth ministry, young adults, um, just just go to calvarychapelparker.com. You can find all of that information there. And there's a lot of, if you're not in the Parker, Colorado area, there's a lot of uh, free resources available uh, on the website as well there. Uh, messages through the entire Bible uh, to watch or to listen to. You can just uh, stream them, download them uh, at your leisure and, and at your convenience. Again, calvarychapelparker.com. But uh, if you want to take advantage of this free resource, Calvary Live. I'd love to have you do so. I'd love to hear your voice, talk to you, and, and hear what's on your mind. 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. Interesting story I just ran across on CBN News, uh, Christian Broadcasting Network, uh, their, their news uh, outlet uh, about Harvest Crusade. Some of you are perhaps uh, familiar with the Harvest uh, in certain parts of the country where Pastor Greg Laurie has uh, and his uh, church have put on those events. Uh, and uh, the upcoming Harvest Crusade in Southern California, they were going to advertise at Fashion Island, in, uh, if you know where Fashion Island is in Newport Beach there. Uh, if you're from Southern California, you're probably familiar with that. Uh, they were going to advertise. Actually, they did have banners up at Fashion Island uh, advertising the Harvest Crusade, and they got apparently complaints about it and and serious uh, threats of violence or something to that effect. And they removed, uh, first they asked for a uh, billboard or actually there were posters, kind of hanging posters. They asked for posters without the Bible. Uh, then they made them posters without the Bible and then they, they removed the ads altogether. Interesting times in which uh, we live and uh, not times that we as believers need to be concerned about, but that we need to be aware of. Uh, we need to be in prayer. If your church uh, has a prayer meeting, I'd encourage you to uh, make that something that's part of your regular routine, just going out, praying for people to come to Christ, praying for the Holy Spirit to work, because the Bible tells us that the greater this is he that is in us than he that is in the world. And so we see all of this going on in the world, and yet we have that promise uh, that God and, and his Spirit who is working through us is greater. And so uh, what an opportunity that is out there in these days in which we live. We see all of this happening, and yet we see people coming uh, to Christ uh, every week. We, we see people at our church uh, coming to Christ. We've been blessed, uh, hopefully, uh, at your churches as well, and, and I'm sure at a lot of your churches you're experiencing the same. God is doing a neat work. I'd love to hear from you uh, on uh, on uh, that uh, avenue as well, uh, if you have something to say about that, or like I said, any anything uh, related to the Scriptures uh, or your lives. And, of course, we can shine the light of Scripture uh, on every aspect of our lives. We'd love to hear from you. We've got a prayer request here uh, from uh, an individual that uh, is struggling with, uh, has some family issues, uh, drug drug abuse issues, work issues. Uh, let's go ahead and uh, lift this individual up. We don't have a name uh, for them, but that's okay. The Lord knows we'll, we'll uh, pray for them. And if you want to join me, oh, we do have, we, we've got somebody, we've got, we've got somebody on the, the, for this prayer request. Go ahead. How are you? Hi. Is this so what, me talking? It's you. You're talking. You're on okay. the air. Thank you. <laughs> I didn't um, know we actually had you because I didn't have your oh, name, but uh, so oh, welcome. Yeah. 
Okay, um, I've just got a lot of attack going on in my family. Uh -huh. um, children stop going to church. Grandson hooked on drugs. A job change into a position where I've been for over 17 years. Um, they cut the hours. They took the salary away. They gave me 25 hours a week with no benefits. Uh, got hurt. Need surgery, been denied by workman's comp. Now they want to get me a lawyer. So you yeah. you're just kind of kind of trying to keep your head above water somehow. Just yeah, just yeah, and I just want to hear from the Lord so bad. You know, and and I think a lot of people can relate to you right now when it's you know. Everything seems to come at once sometimes, and and uh, you, you you have this sense: am I am I going to make it? Am I am I am I going to get through? And and obviously the answer to that question is is yes. The Lord the Lord is there. He's with you. He's going to do something. But uh, we need to pray, and and uh, just so that, like you said, you can hear from the Lord. Let's let's pray right now, Father. I just lift my sister up to you. I, Lord, um, our hearts just break uh, for what she's going through, and. Lord, you see it, you know, and, and Lord, you're working, and you have your hand on the situation. So, Lord, I just pray for her. I pray, uh, first and foremost, before we even get to these other things, Lord, uh, I just pray that you, you would be glorified, Lord, that you would be honored. We just thank you for who you are and, and that you love us. And, and I just pray that you, you, you'd work in her life and, and strengthen and encourage her, Lord. Be the one that lifts her head. Uh, I pray that the joy of the Lord, despite her circumstances, would be her strength, Lord, and and yeah. uh, that she would feel your presence in a very real way, that she would hear your voice uh, in the midst of all of these trials uh, so clearly, even uh, even tonight, Lord, that she would just hear you. And Lord, we do pray. Uh, we pray for, for all of these family situations, for this family member uh, on drugs. We we uh, pray for these kids. Um, we We just pray that you'd work. Lord, that you'd deliver, that you'd save. Uh, Lord, we pray for her job situation. Um, Lord, uh, if you can desire to restore that or if you have another job for her, and um, Lord, where you can provide, uh, where she has the, the benefits that, uh, that she needs, the pay that, uh, that she needs to, to live on. And, but Lord, in the meantime, we know that you can supernaturally take care of her. And we know that even, even when we have good jobs, you're supernaturally taking care of us. And so, uh, Lord, I pray for this whole workman's comp situation. Uh, Lord, that you would resolve that, that you'd touch her, that you'd heal her either with or without surgery, whatever is needed. I pray, I pray that she would be treated fairly and, and that you would bring people alongside of her that would look out for her interests and that would protect her and give her good advice. Lord, I just pray uh, first and foremost that, that you, you would just give her peace. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Well, well, listen. I appreciate you calling, and and do us a favor. Uh, you know, in a in a in in God's timing, as these things begin to to be resolved by the Lord, give us a call back and let us know how things are going. Yes, I will. God bless you all. God bless. You listen to Calvary Live here, Jason Vanderveer, <clears throat> with you three zero three six nine zero three thousand. Let's go to Sherry. In Maryland, Sherry, welcome to the program. Hi, yes, sir. I'm not sure if I have a question or if I need your opinion. <laughs> well, we'll try um, e either way. I think I can do both. <laughs> okay. Um, I'll, um, what I was telling the other gentleman was, um, I am what you would consider like a non-believer because I haven't said those words. 
okay. that you need to say. Okay. okay. But my husband was, and he passed away, and he used to listen to Hope FM in Maryland. And so I listen to it now to maybe feel a little bit closer to him, you know, listening Con- to it. A, a connection, so right? I listen to all the pastors and everything on the, on the station. And um, when I get up in the morning, there is a television show that comes on the television that has ministers and pastors on it, and they're speaking, and they do this thing where they want you to sow your seed and you have to donate money and stuff like that. I just, to me as a non-believer, that doesn't really want me, doesn't make me want to believe that, you know what I mean? So how do you choose? Like, what makes you choose one thing over another? Like, I actually like listening to, you know, Calvary Chapel, but I don't. Right. Like what I see on the television. So how do you decide what is right and what's wrong? They may believe their thing is right, and you guys believe what yours is right. How do you decide? Right. Well, it, it, it sounds like you already have. You know, you're, you're, you're a smart person, and you've already picked up on the fact that, that within Christianity, um, that there are wheat, there's, there's wheat and there's tares, the Bible said. And sometimes they look a lot alike, and sometimes it's really easy to tell them apart. In other words, there's, there's grain, and then there's weeds amongst the grain. And, and, and what you're identifying, the difference that you're identifying, uh, is, is the true grain, the, you know, the true uh, work of God, and, and charlatans. And I can tell you this, that, that uh, a lot of them don't even believe what they're saying. They're, 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 they're just out to, to rip people off. But let me give you a, a very objective way, not my way, not their word, not anybody else's word, but an objective way of, <clears throat> of identifying truth from what is false. And, and, uh, and, and hopefully your husband left behind a Bible for you. Uh, if, yeah. he didn't, uh, if, if he didn't, uh, I'm going to have you email us and you let us know and we'll get you a Bible. But, but in Acts, in the book of Acts, in the 17th chapter of the book of Acts, in the 11th verse, so Acts 17.11, um, the Apostle Paul uh, says something very interesting, and, and he talks about uh, the Bereans, the people of Berea, and, and he and Silas were ministering in Berea. He says, they were more fair-minded than those in Thessalonica in that they received the word with all readiness, and here's the key, and search the scriptures daily to find out whether these things were so. So what made the Bereans wise was they didn't just take what Paul and Silas said and, and just accept it. They searched the scriptures, the Bible, the objective standard, to make sure that what was being taught was true. And that's my encouragement to you is, is that if you, you hear something, then begin searching the Bible to find out if it's true. And if, and it, and if you feel as though, well, I... I, I I'm still developing those skills. Um, you have this program, and you can pray and ask the Lord to reveal to you the truth. Um, and 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 I believe that the Lord will. But you can get into the Scripture and see which things are true because they're supported by the Bible. And then you can find and notice when you watch these other people. And I encourage you to do that as little as possible because, as I said, they're just they're they're charlatans. They're ripping people off, and they're they're taking a uh, uh, not even the scripture sometimes. Notice how little they use the scripture. 
or how little they use it in context. And you'll begin to realize that there is a way of taking it to one's advantage. And then there is a way in which you, you hear the pastors on Hope FM when you listen. There's, there's a way that you hear them teach verse by verse, line upon line, precept upon precept, teaching you through the Word of God so that you can hear what the Word of God has to say and you can make up your mind about it. And, and it's a far different way of teaching when you teach um, in what is called expository teaching, where you teach from the scriptures and, and the way that these other individuals teach. <clears throat> so uh, the Bible becomes your standard, not, not what anyone says, um, but what God has said uh, in his word. Okay. Now let me, let me let me ask you let me ask you a far more important question because um, you know you said something fascinating at the outset of your comments and you explained that your husband was a believer you explained that you know that that you're 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 not quite there yet you're 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 somewhere maybe on the way uh, obviously you're searching what what is it what is it that you feel is holding you back from placing your faith and trust in Jesus Christ I haven't figured that out yet. <laughs> I haven't really figured that out yet. Um, maybe be, because I was getting close, because my mm-hmm. husband was taking me to church. My sure. son is really into, you know, he actually wanted to be a minister at one point. So mm-hmm. he's really into it. And it got me curious. A lot of things that happened in their lives got me curious of what's going on, you know. Mm-hmm. And I just, my husband told me that if you say those words, that I, I don't know what you call those words, but if you say sure. those words to have, you know, to believe in Jesus and you don't mean them, mm-hmm. then they won't come true. So you, well, you have to believe them. And if you don't, then don't say them. And well, he says, because a lot of people say them and then don't believe them and it doesn't work like that. So I haven't got everything mm-hmm. set up where I have totally believed it to be able to say them and to really believe that it's going to benefit me, you know. Mm-hmm. I guess not benefit me, but you know what I mean? Like I can right. really truly honestly say that I believe it and I haven't reached that point yet. And then to see things like that on the television, it kind of makes me pull it's further ir- away. Well, <laughs> so let me that's just... why I kind of wanted to, to ask someone's opinion on, cause I asked my sure. son and he wasn't, you know, of course he had something sim- similar to say that of you than what right. you said, but I thought, sure. you know, <laughs> Well, yeah, and 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 I I would agree with what your husband said that that if you don't believe, um, then there's no point praying a prayer to to give your life to Christ if you don't truly believe it. But just remember this: in the tenth chapter of the book of Romans, in the ninth verse, uh, it says, "If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised Him from the dead, you will be saved." And so, you know, uh, if when you are ready to do that. Um, whether it's in a church or whether it's in the middle of the night as you're 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 laying there, um, you cry out to God. You just confess with your mouth uh, that you believe in Jesus Christ and you ask Him to save you and you give your life to Him. Um, but if there's anything, I, I, I will tell you this: if there is anything specific, uh, while I have you on the phone, that that uh, uh, that I can answer for you. To remove uh, those uh, those hurdles for you, to remove those speed bumps, whatever stumbling block is in the way, I'm I'm happy to do that, um, you know. But uh, 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 because if there's if there's something, if you can just say, look, this is what's keeping me, then then I'm happy to at least address it for you and give you something to think about. And if you want to accept Jesus Christ, if you're ready, I'm happy to do that with you as well. <laughs> uh, but I don't want to I don't want to 
to, you know, to force you to do something that you're not choosing to do, obviously. Right. No, I, I appreciate that. I, I have many questions, uh, so it would take up your whole entire uh, sure. show. So let, it, it's okay. Um, let, I me, just, let me say this, um, though. Don't. Yeah, let me say this, that, that you're always going to have a lot of questions. Um, so let me just give you an encouragement that, that faith, faith is not a, you know, in other words, we don't ask Christ into our lives. And, and I'm not suggesting that you're saying this, but if you are, um, or, or saying that you are, but, but, but if you are, you know, it, it's not about having all your questions answered. Just it's about having the most important questions answered. And my encouragement to you is, is as God answers those most important questions to, for you, that you give your life to him, he'll answer the rest along the way, and you'll have fewer and fewer questions, or maybe more and more, depending on how curious you are. You sound like a very curious person. So, and that's okay. It's okay to have questions. It's, it's okay to not know everything. It's okay not to be able to explain everything. But, it, but it's not okay to die without Christ, and it's not okay to live without Christ. And so my encouragement is sooner than later. The Bible says that today is the day of salvation. And so I'd encourage you to find a, a you know, it's great that you have the Calvary uh, live radio program, that you have the Calvary Chapel Station, Hope FM, in your area. I'd encourage you to keep listening, and I'd also encourage you to to visit and, and keep visiting and um, make yourself a regular part of the, the closest Calvary Chapel or Bible teaching church in your area. Okay. Okay? And call this program anytime you want. <laughs> Thank you so much. You betcha. I'm going to be praying for you, Sherry, and and uh, anything you need. Like I said, give us give us a call here, okay? Okay. Thank you. God bless you, bet. Folks, you're listening to Calvary Live, 303-690-3000. Jason Vanderveer here with you. Let's go to Charlie, also in Maryland. Charlie, welcome to the program. Yeah, hi, Jason. Uh, nice How are to you? talk to you. Yeah, you as well. Uh, an observation, if you will. I believe sure. uh, this phrase, we are saved by faith, not works, is probably the most misunderstood phrase in all of Christendom. Okay, elaborate. Uh, well, I believe uh, works was Paul's shorthand for works of the Torah, and was never intended to mean human efforts of any kind. Yeah, well, and the problem with that is, is that he he's not he's clearly not just talking about uh, about the Torah because uh, his context and his audience wasn't merely Jews. Um, so many of them would have had no concept of of uh, you know Levitical works or or the Book of Deuteronomy or the Law or anything like that. Um, of course, backing up a little bit for our other listeners who you know um, uh, the most concise passage dealing with that, of course, is from the Apostle Paul. It's in in the Book of Ephesians in in the second chapter eight and nine, where he says, "You've been saved by grace through faith, not of yourselves." That's the key. When he's talking about works, works are of ourselves, not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. And so it really becomes something that works becomes something that is of yourself, uh, something that you could boast in. For the Jews, certainly they could boast in, well, uh, not legitimately, but 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 those that were uh, like the rich young ruler who came to Jesus, where you know Jesus tells him to keep the law, and he says, "All these I've kept from my youth." Well, no, he hadn't. I mean, he he thought, I believe, he legitimately thought that he had, and thought that he could boast in that. Um, but but you know, your works today, you know, if you're uh, uh, a Baptist, you know, your your works could be, you know, going to uh, you know 
a certain number of meetings or being involved in a certain number of programs or if you go to Calvary Chapel, you know, going to a, num- a certain number of Bible studies or church services and and uh, to the Gentiles that Paul uh, preached through uh, their their efforts, their, their religious efforts, if you will, uh, maybe the things that they didn't indulge in could have been their, uh, their idea of works. And so um, I think to limit it just to the Torah is... is is uh, when we take all of the passages on the subject, um, while it certainly does include that, I I I, uh, uh, I see something far more. So you think that uh, works could mean any and all efforts, human efforts of any and every kind? Is that what you think works are when well, Paul talks about it in the well, New Testament? Well, very clearly, because James talks about it as well, and and the idea is is that works is is anything that you think earns your salvation in the context of, of, of salvation. In other words, if I'm saying that I'm saved uh, by, well, there's a lot of different views, right? There's those that believe that you're saved by grace through faith alone. I believe that. I believe that's what the Scripture teaches. There are those um, who maybe have some other idea where it solely works. It's not a biblical concept at all. There are those, uh, like Catholics, for example, uh, who believe that they're there is what is called first actual grace that gets the ball rolling, uh, but then they have to complete their salvation by their works. And so it's it's grace and works. But Paul says very clearly in the book of Romans, when you add uh, works to grace, that grace is no longer grace. And when you add grace to works, works is no longer works. In other words, you change the definition of both of those words when you try to put them together because they're mutually exclusive. So works have a place in the life of the believer, um, not the Christian today, and, and, and that's another important thing to understand, because when Paul and James show us that works have a place in the life of the believer, they weren't arguing for, um, for, for uh, keeping the Sabbath. They weren't arguing for keeping the sacrifices. They weren't a- arguing for keeping the dietary laws. They weren't arguing for uh, keeping the feasts for example, but they were arguing for, uh, for godly works, but that those works are the outflowing of faith and salvation and that there's nothing that you can do when it comes to salvation to earn or to contribute to your salvation. Jesus Christ said, of course, on the cross, it is finished. In, in other Jesus words, also said that faith in him was a work. Right, he said explicitly right, but, but, that faith is a work in John 629. But this stop. is the work of God that you believe in his son. Right. But but as you as you look at that statement, you realize that he's not talking about you going out and cleaning take uh doing anything physical. He's talking about belief. He's saying that belief is a work. And so if you want to say that the only work that you can do is to believe, I would agree with that. But well, you belief can't... Would, would certainly require action if he was if you believe that he was the Messiah, that means he was the king. That means you would owe your loyalty and your fealty to him and your obedience. So belief, belief minus any of those would not be belief, would it? Belief is a state of mind. Out of belief flows action, yes, but it is it is your belief we see throughout Scripture. Jesus never said that you must do something to be saved. He only said, and Paul only said, that you must believe. Well, you Jesus, think mental Jesus, activities are not works? Say it again. Your voice is a little do bit loud. Think, let's do you, let's, let's do you bring it down a little bit. Mental activities are not works. No, mental activities are just that. They're belief. 
There's, I see. So lust, lust of... is not a work. Envy is not a work. Anger is not a work. Hey, I, I think we've gone around. Do you, Idolatry, do you, that's, not a, that's not a work. Do you have a question? Because I'm happy to answer your question, but I'm not going to argue with you. Well, because you're a false teacher. God bless you, Charlie. Take care. Hey, folks, 303-690-3000. That was fun. Not really. <laughs> it happens here, folks, uh, you know, and uh, we welcome people to call in. Uh, folks that disagree with us are welcome to call in. They're not welcome to call names uh, or uh, just argue to argue, but you are welcome to call in and to ask questions. I'll have a discussion with you, even if you disagree. Uh, I'm okay with people disagreeing uh, with me. 303 690 3,000 is the number to call. We're coming up on a break here, and uh, we're going to have the whole second half of the program. We're excited about that. Now's a really, now is a really good time to call in. We can get your calls lined up uh, during the break here and get you ready to go for the next half of the program. Again, Jason Vandiver here with you on Calvary Live. 303-690-3000 is the number to call, and we're going to be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And welcome back. Jason Vanderveer here with you on Calvary Live. And uh, 303-690-3000 is the number if you want to join me. On the program, if you prefer to text 720-336-0897, you can text your prayer request uh, or your questions. Just give me a short uh, one-sentence prayer request uh, or text question. But uh, if you'd like to join me on the air, 303-690-3000, that would be great. Hey, uh, great uh, great uh, uh, calls in the first half there. Um, I just want to reiterate the, uh, the, the passage that I mentioned there uh, to, uh, to Charlie at the outset uh, so that the, the, what the Scripture says doesn't get lost. Um, it says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. It's clear. Uh, so, you know, it doesn't matter what I think, doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. The Bible is very clear that salvation is by grace through faith. Let's go to uh, Zach in Greeley, Colorado. Zach, welcome to the program. Hi, how you doing? Good, how are you? Good. Uh, I just wanted uh, one quick question on the Global Leadership Summit. Uh-huh. Uh, it's going on right now, and I know it's been going on for you know quite a few years now, and it's out of, uh, you know, the Willow Creek Church in Illinois. And I, right. I have some friends that are kind of gung-ho about it, and I I know it's not, you know, uh, very biblical, and I just wish I want to get some scriptures that, that back that, if you have some. Yeah, what— Or if you know much about it. Yeah, you know, so I'm just vaguely familiar with it, um, but, uh, uh, you know, so— I think that there's some some genuine believers historically that have been involved with Willow Creek. Of course, Willow Creek was founded uh, by um, Bill Hybels, and mm-hmm. you know, and and but you know that organization just kind of 
lost its way over the years and and you know uh became it it really kind of drifted into the the seeker movement and mm-hmm. away away from the gospel away from the sound teaching of scripture and so uh you know I'm familiar with the organization I'm I'm familiar with uh the 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 summits the the leadership summits that they've been doing as you said for the last few years specifically what they're teaching there uh, I'm not familiar with that so if you have you know, or I haven't kept up with that, shall we say. So if you have something specific, you know, that, that you're concerned about, let, let's discuss it for sure. Okay, I, I guess just a little bit more than if maybe not the summit, but then uh, Willow Creek and just kind of their theology. Um, I, again, I just couldn't find some solid information when I was doing my own little research on it that, that would say that, like, that's not a good idea, that they've gone away from Scripture and, and just some Scripture to help back me up with that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, here's the thing. They don't, so they used to, you know, publicize pretty well um, Willow Creek and uh, Rick Warren and, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're, they've all kind of uh, been connected for a while. They used to publicize Rick Warren, of course, is, his roots are Southern Baptist. Um, Bill Hybels, I don't recall exactly if he had a denominational connection. I'm fairly certain that he did, but I don't recall what it was. But but these guys had fairly sound roots. They published um, at one time, you know, very um, definitive doctrinal statements. Um, but they've gone away from. They don't do that anymore, and mm-hmm. and, and that in and of itself is a concern. Uh, sometimes they don't do it because they don't want to offend other people that that. Uh, they want to be involved or, uh, you know, they would say, well, it's because, you know, we want these people to come in and we don't want to offend them and this and this and that. Um, but the reality is, is that is, is that they have drifted from a lot of the things that the Scripture has talked about. And and as I've looked at, at Hybels and Warren and Willow Creek and the purpose-driven movement and all of that over the last, you know, 10 years, let's say, it's, it's obviously gone on much longer than that. Um, what, what we've seen is, is really moving away from what the Scripture says on a whole host of issues, whether it's uh, homosexuality in the church, uh, the teaching of Scripture, um, uh, you know, even down to what it means to be saved and, and who mm-hmm. can be saved and, and their involvement the kind of the ecumenical involvement with a variety of other individuals, and so, um, and so, I, my my word of caution is this: it's not to say, well, you know, these these people are bad or this or that. It's just that you you need to be very discerning if you're involving yourself with something that they're doing, and you need to take a closer look. And you sound like someone who is uh, able to do that. In other words, mm-hmm. you're able to do, like I mentioned to, to one of our earlier callers, you're able just to look. And, and, and uh, if you watch the videos of the conference, you're able to look and say, yeah, that's biblical or no, that's not. And, and so, you know, I, I personally, because of the track record there, I wouldn't spend my money on, on a conference, uh, you know, put on by, by Willow Creek just because they haven't mm-hmm. had a good track record. And I don't anticipate that they've suddenly done a 180. Mm-hmm, absolutely. You know what I mean. Uh, so, but if you, you know, if you have something, I'll take a look uh, in my own time uh, later on. You know, and, and and just see if I can get a better sense for what they're happening ha- uh, happening to teach at at their global leadership summits currently. Um, I haven't seen anything specific, but that doesn't mean it's either good or bad. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I appreciate your time, Pastor. Uh, you yeah, you bet. One. You bet. God bless you. Take care. Bye. 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 
Folks, you're listening to Calvary Live. Jason Vanever with you here. 303-690-3000. Let's go to, let's go to Desiree and Thornton. Desiree, welcome. Hi, Desiree. Desiree. Do we, do we have Desiree still or did we lose Desiree? We lost Desiree. Desiree, I'm sorry uh, if we dropped you, dropped your call perhaps. Uh, if you are able, give us a call back. Love to get you on the air. 303-690-3000. Let's go to Chris in Colorado Springs. Chris, welcome to the program. Hello, Pastor Jason. How are you? I'm doing really well. How are you? I'm fantastic as always. Thank you. Ah, good. Uh, so I was calling about in response to that man who called you a false preacher. Yes. Um, I don't appreciate the fact that because of his ignorance um, that he's going to turn around and blame it on you. I live with somebody who's like that 24-7, yeah. and it really irritates me. And, I, you know, it, I really think that before somebody gives an opinion on what the Bible truly says, they need to get down to the nitty-gritty of it, mm-hmm. and they need to try to understand what it says for real. When the Bible yeah. talks about works, it's talking. It could talk about multiple different kinds, like what you think, what you do with your life, mm-hmm. how you treat the name of God, you know, all that kind of stuff. It could talk mm-hmm. about multiple different things. It's not just one thing. Right. And it really kind of gets under my skin that people are going around calling everybody else horrible names because they don't understand the meaning of what a work is. Yeah. So, and a that's lot of the main times, reason. yeah, and a lot of times they don't want to understand. So yeah, I, yeah. You, you know, and and in my yeah. experience, and and you know, I mean, I I'd need to talk to to Charlie probably a little bit more to understand, but 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 a lot of people I've encountered they that that argue his position, they don't they don't they want to believe in works because yeah. they they want to believe that somehow they can contribute to their salvation, and also they want to have that control over other people to say, you must do this in order to be saved, something right. other than placing your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. It gives them a right. sense of power and of, and, and of control. It's, a, it, it's not very attractive. It's not scriptural. Um, right. But it, it is what it is, you know, and, and uh, it sounds like you deal with it unfortunately quite a bit. Thing. I'm sorry to cut you off. No, you go ahead. Um, so, like, th- that brought me to thinking about the agnostic people. No offense, you know, believe what you've got to believe that you feel that you feel is right. Christ is the only way to heaven. Right. That's the only way. Yeah. You know, if you feel like you are God or you have some way of getting to heaven by yourself, you don't need Jesus. Right. And, you know, there's no way to get there except for through the blood of Jesus Christ. Right. And I'm only 24 years old, almost 25. I'd only came to Jesus Christ here three or four years ago myself, thanks mm-hmm. to my dad. Awesome. So if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't even found Christ myself. You know what awesome. I mean? So I'd yep. still be crawling on my hands and knees trying to figure out how to get to heaven on my own. You can't do it. There's nothing right. you can do. Right. You can only pray to God and believe in the Son of God and do what the Son of God says and show your love through your obedience to Him. Mm-hmm. And that's where most people get messed up. Right. And and. So, and- and well, and, and and again, it, it, sometimes you know people need to go down that road, and and hopefully they're honest and they realize, wow, you know what? There isn't anything I really can do. You know, I I really right. am I really am ineffective at contributing or earning my salvation. And if you're exactly. honest, if you're honest with yourself, you you'll realize that. Uh, but if you're not, you'll just you'll just deceive yourself and and thinking that you are you know somehow earning your salvation. Right, and doing that to yourself is putting a lot of unnecessary pressure and stress on you that could be relieved if you just look 
in the, in the good book, in the Bible. If you look in the Bible, you can totally save yourself from all the stress, all the worry, and all the fear of how you're going to live a good life. Yeah. You don't have to stress about it. All you have to do is read the Bible, do what the Bible says. It's that simple. Yeah, and 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 to be clear, you know, we're we're saved by grace through faith, and exactly. when we when we truly are, our lives are going to be changed. We're, exactly. We're we're, we're going to be transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit, and we're going to be able to do those things that we couldn't have otherwise done when we were trying mm-hmm. to do it on our own. We're going to be able right. to live the kind of life that glorifies the Lord and pleases Him. Uh, as Jesus said, He who loves me keeps my commandments. And, and we're going to be able to do that which we otherwise weren't able to do when we were trying to earn our salvation. Right, and that's the thing. And I'm a good testament to that because but I, before I found Christ, I was into, I'll go ahead and say it out loud. I was into fornication. I was into mar- marijuana. I was into oh. alcohol. I did yeah. all of those things on a daily basis because I did not know Christ. Mm-hmm. Now that yeah. I know Christ, how can I turn around and do those things to him again? Yeah. You know what I mean? It completely changed my life. Why would somebody not want that in their life? Yeah, you know, I think, uh, well, the Bible says that they, they still love the darkness. You know, men um, stay in the darkness and don't come to the light, Jesus said, because their deeds are evil. They they love the dark they love the darkness and they unfortunately sometimes want to stay there. So hey listen, Chris, I appreciate your call. God bless you and, and hey, can you uh, do me a favor really quick though I, before you go? I'm sorry. Sh- sure, go ahead. Can you just uh, I have a prayer request. Can you just yep. pray for all the Christians and all the people in this country that they find the Lord and have the will and the strength to obey the Bible? Father, we just uh, we lift Chris up to you now. We lift up this prayer request that she's brought up now. Lord, first of all, I just pray for her. I pray that you'd be with her and bless her and continue to strengthen her in her relationship and her walk with you, that you'd use her mightily. Lord, we do pray for uh, for your church, Lord. We pray for a strengthening uh, of your church. We know that you, you said, Lord Jesus, that nothing would prevail over your church and nothing has. And so uh, we pray for believers to be strengthened, to be equipped, to be encouraged, to be utilized uh, to the fullest extent possible to be faithful uh, until the end. Lord, we just thank you uh, that you've allowed us to be a part uh, of this church and to be a part uh, uh, of the family of God and to be called children of God by faith. Lord, we love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you so much. You betcha. Thank you for your call. Thank you for your prayer request. Take care, Chris. 303-690-3000. Let's go to Diego in Littleton. Diego, welcome. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing really well. What's on your mind? Um, I would just uh, like a prayer. Sure. What what um, what what what's going on? What what are you praying asking for prayer for? I'm going to a new school. Okay. And uh, I just really need the prayer because I didn't do good in my last school, so I just want a prayer to do good in the school. That you know, that's a worthy prayer request. And uh, let's go ahead and pray right now, Diego. Yes. Father, I just thank you for Diego. I thank you for his heart uh, for you. I thank you that uh, he knows you, that he loves you, Lord. And uh, I I just pray as he's getting ready probably uh, tomorrow or next week, getting ready to start uh, a new school, a new chapter, Lord, in his life. And and uh, Lord, we many of us can probably relate to to not doing well uh, in school, uh, whether it's uh, socially, uh, whether it's academically, whether it's both. Uh, Lord, I just pray that you'd be with him where he goes, Lord, that you'd give him favor, 
um, Lord, with the teachers and with the other students, that you'd protect him, that you'd guide him, that you'd give him wisdom. Lord, I pray that you'd use him to be able to share the gospel and that uh, you'd cause him to lead many uh, staff members and other students, Lord, to you. I pray that, that uh, you'd give him wisdom. Lord, if he, if he comes across a subject and he's struggling with it, Lord, I pray that supernaturally that you'd help him to understand and to do well. I pray that you'd help his memory and, 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 and just increase his capacity and his curiosity uh, to be able to learn. And Lord, I just pray that this is the best year that he's ever had, that, that, that he would excel and that you'd gift him and he'd do well and that he'd give you the glory and that, that that ability that you give him and what he learns, that he would use it for you. Lord, just be with him and, and bless him and just pour your spirit out upon Diego. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. You betcha. Where, what grade are you going into? I'm going into sixth. Sixth grade. So is this going to be middle school for you? Uh-huh. So six, seven, and eight. So you're, you're a whole new chapter. Uh, a whole I, new chapter in my I, life. I think you're really going to enjoy it. I think it's uh, I, I think it's going to be a, a really neat time of transition for you. Uh, you're going to have new freedom and new opportunities to learn and new students. And and uh, I just pray the Lord does amazing things, Diego. Thank you. God bless you. Thanks for calling. Yeah, you have a good day. You too. Folks, 303-690-3000. Let's go to Jeannie in Longmont. Jeannie, welcome to the program. Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm excellent. How are you? I'm doing really well. What what what, uh, what causes you to hey. call today? I my friend and I were reading in the Bible Sunday in Malachi, and in chapter three it talks about tithing. Uh huh. And it it said, "Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, right. so that there may be food in my house." And we got to talking and wondered if. That just means your home church, or it also means our community right. in this day and age. Right. Well, I, I think it's important to to first recall that that tithing is a is a, a concept within Israel. Uh, that tithing is uh, uh, is an Old Testament concept. Um, it has transference into the church. In other words, I tell people that a tithe or a tenth is a good place to start. Uh, but for some people, it's going to be 5%, and for some people, it's going to be, you know, uh, 95%, you know, of, of what they bring in, or even 100% of what they bring in that they give. Um, the principle in the New Testament, before we move on with your specific question, um, is found in, in 2 Corinthians 9, 7, where it says, Let each one give as he purposes in his heart. Uh, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. So then it becomes about the Lord speaking to you and what you give. Now, as far as where you give that is is a very good question. What I would recommend is is that maybe you sit down and you say, okay, I'm going to tithe. I'm going to start out with a tithe or a tenth to my local church. In other words, you know, my church. I'm going to set aside in my budget each month that that I'm going to start out and 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 maybe pray that that's something that the Lord is able to. To increase, and and you might find that the Lord does that. They yes. start out with ten percent, and the next thing you know, it's more and more. But then you might have a, an ability at that time to say, you know, beyond that that ten percent, uh, I want to give specifically to this mission organization, uh, or to uh, or to this particular uh, missionary, uh, or to this food bank. 
uh, ministry or to this, this Bible distribution ministry or whatever the Lord lays on your heart or to this individual who needs something, I think that it becomes important to, to then have other things uh, that the Lord uh, lays on your heart that you're involved in or to also and or to have additional funds that we don't just consume so that we have something available when an opportunity comes up that we don't yet know about. And so our, our pattern as Americans oftentimes is to spend every last bit, right? And so then when, yes. when an opportunity comes up, we don't, we don't have the ability to respond to that opportunity. So, so I would say that, that there isn't a mandate of a tithe, but it is good practice to, to just uh, set a certain percentage. Uh, maybe it is a tenth. Uh, or tithe to start for your church, and then uh, beyond that, uh, you know, you can give obviously additional to your church or to other ministries uh, that the Lord is laying on your heart. Just be wise, you know. Treat your okay. treat your your giving like an investment, because that's what Jesus right. said. He said, "Lay up your treasure in heaven, where moth and rust don't decay." And so, treat it like an investment in heaven, and make sure that. You know, you're 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 investing in people that uh, and ministries that are using the Lord's resources wisely. Indeed, yes. Okay. Does that uh, does that we did in other words, I didn't dance around your question. Did I answer it for you? No, you did. You did. Okay. Yes. Uh, um, obviously, it's it's giving to your church. Um, my friend Patty's still looking for a home church, mm-hmm. but she felt like she still needs to contribute, mm-hmm. um, and so that's kind of how our conversation started about. Well, you know, I don't know exactly that well, definition, I, but in that case, I did. Yeah, in that case, I'd give two specific responses. I would say number one, she can either. Uh, set that money aside and then give it to the church that she makes her church home, uh, or she can invest. Or yeah, that that would be one option. Or if she has other ministries that she wants to invest in right now, uh, you know, she she you know she should pray about it and see what the Lord wants her to do. Very good. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, you very much. Yep. You bet. God bless you, Jeannie. God bless you. Take Thanks. care. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand. Let's go to. Uh, do we have Craig? Is Craig uh, is Craig available? We've got Craig. Let's go to Craig, who's actually listening in Florida. Craig, welcome to the program. Hey, Pastor. It's really good to talk to you. Um, I really don't have a prayer request or anything like that. That's okay. I, I wanted to call first of all just to say that how grateful I am for Grace Radio on iHeartRadio. That's how I found it. Um, I used to live in Denver. I was telling Trent that I got saved in Denver on Colfax Avenue back in the day, (laughs) back in the early 70s. There was a place there called the Holy Ghost Repair Service. (laughs) That's great. And the guy that ran the place, his name was Charlie McFeeters. And I went in there one night, and I was just totally uh, blown away by his preaching. And I I was a staunch atheist. I hated Christianity, hated Christians. Um... And I was drawn there because it looked like a place where I could buy papers to roll my weed in and everything, you know. And, right. And uh, so I went in, and there was a bunch of uh, hippies sitting around on pillows and listening to this guy preach. And uh, I went up to challenge him, and I ended up uh, giving my life to the Lord a few days later. The second chapter of Acts had come to town, um, and I, I gave my life to the Lord at a second chapter of Acts concert. Actually, they're up at East High <laughs> School. Uh, oh wow! And uh, so it, it was—it was really awesome. 
so one night I was just kind of channel surfing. I found Grace uh, Radio, and uh, that was probably about two years ago. And uh, I wanted to share this. Um, I, I lost my son in the war in Afghanistan. Mm. And um, I'm sorry about uh, that. I, I know that there's people that are probably listening right now who are going through a lot of hell on earth. Mm-hmm. And you can imagine what my wife and I went through. But yeah. having said that, I can honestly say that having good, solid Bible teaching like you guys give, and then fellowship with our local fellowship here, you know, prayer, uh, I go to the men's meeting on a regular basis. we got to stay connected. Yeah. Uh, I can tell you, you're, you're, you guys... Um, and I could name five or six pastors that preach on grace every day, and I listen to them as often as I can because I own my own business, so I, I'm not, like, tethered to the radio all day. But right. when I'm in the car and I'm driving down the road, I put grace on, and I get encouraged, I get uplifted. I feel very bad for the guy that called in a few calls ago that, that called you a false teacher. Yeah. Um, you know, there, there's no reason to be angry. Uh, you folks, you, you got to look at the fruit, and yeah. I believe that you guys are producing some tremendous fruit. You're, you're doing it in my life, and uh, that's the reason why I called. Well, to give I, you guys a heartfelt thank you. Well, and and you know what? Don't underestimate that. It means so much to us. Uh, you know, and and those that are even greater part of of this ministry, those that are daily, you know, on this program, uh, to know what impact it's having, you know, on your life. And and sometimes yeah. we think about, you know, we think about the program maybe in our city or or in some of these other places that I mentioned, uh, you know, the other stations that it's on. And but then we don't think about all the folks that are listening uh, via the internet. You know, that are all across this country that have some connection or have just found it. And so it's great to hear somebody call in and say, you know, uh, I found it. I have a connection, obviously, to Denver. I found it. And, and the Lord's using it in my life on a daily basis to encourage me, you know, and, and, and we've been through some really difficult things. And, and very clearly you have. And the Lord's using that uh, to cause your joy in him uh, to be full. And uh, what's better than that? You know, what's better than to know, what's better than to know that, you know, that, that the Lord is able to do that and we're somehow in a small way able to be a part of that. Um, you know, the Lord is good and, and we just appreciate you calling us and, and, and telling us your story, telling us about, you know, how the Lord is, is working through your life through this program, because it it means a lot. It really does. Yeah. Amen. And you know, to me, the cool thing is, you know, I got saved in Denver and, and it's like. You know, that was uh, 45, uh, 46 years ago, you know, and and, uh, and I will, and, I, and you know, I have listened to Christian radio for years and years and years, and and I'm not trying to puff you guys up, and I know you guys are all very humble, and you pray a lot, and you really seek the Lord, but I want you to know, in the 46 years, and I'm a Bible, I'm a Bible school graduate myself, uh, even though I'm a layman in the church, I, I'm not a preacher or anything. I do a lot of music ministry and stuff like that. But let mm. me say this. In the 46 years that I've been saved, this is, without a doubt, some of the most powerful ministry um, on the radio that I've listened to in my 46 years. And, and, and I mean that sincerely. 
that's a, that's quite a statement because uh, obviously you have some experience with it. Um, you know, you're you're educated. You're educated in the scripture, most importantly, and so you know it it it, it means uh, even more. And I can tell you that the guys, first of all, as far as humility, you know, uh, the good thing about calls, uh, maybe where people aren't aren't as thrilled with us as you are. Um, is is that you know it does uh, it does humble you, and so for that I'm, right. I'm I'm grateful for the people out there that that maybe don't like me that that are you know what don't like what I'm saying or whatever I'm and and voice that opinion uh, I'm grateful for that in this extent that um, you know that that what happens you know when you have a call like that is is that it it, it gets you in a certain mindset uh where the lord uses that to to keep you in the the right place and so so for that it's it, it's a blessing but i'm also thankful for the people like you that that call in and, and especially talk about you know because a lot of what you're talking about is is the people who teach on this program and i can tell you that those guys that teach on this program um that that they're a blessing they do a great job you know they they they're yeah. working hard to prepare um, very sound and edifying meals for the people in the scripture that that are listening and 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 it's having an effect and and so uh, we're blessed that 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 blesses our Amen. heart. Yeah. Amen. Well, well, listen. Uh, thank you so much for allowing me just these couple minutes to say thank you. Well, thanks for calling in and and God bless you, Craig. Uh, there in Florida. Take care. Okay, have a, have a good evening. God bless. You, you as well. Folks, uh, we are quickly winding down in terms of time here on Calvary Live. Jason Vanderveer with you, and uh, my time is just about up. It's been a privilege. Thank you to all of you that called and texted in today. If we, if we didn't get your text on the air, we'll do our best to answer those uh, once we get off of the air. And uh, for all of you who called in, uh, God bless you. Appreciate, uh, appreciate you joining us here on the program. Uh, I'm Jason Vanderveer, as I mentioned, pastor of Calvary Chapel in Parker, Colorado. And if you want to head over to our website, Calvary Chapel Parker, please do so, calvarychapelparker.com. Please do so if you want to join me this Sunday at Calvary Chapel Parker. All the information is there. We'd look forward to meeting you. Say hello. God bless you guys and uh, have a great night. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.